814, let's get to it. Man 2023 underway. In case you slept late or anything after New Year's and didn't know that. Um, it's going to be a rainy day today. Some storms possible. An 80% for a chance, 90% chance for showers, actually. They upped it. Highs of 80. Sunny tomorrow, highs of 74. Sunny and cool Thursday, highs of 62. Likewise, Friday, looking to the weekend. A little warmer, sunny, highs of 70 on Saturday. And then humidity comes back on Sunday with highs of 69. We normally talk to our next guest, Dr. Peter Scharf, adjunct professor and criminologist at LSU Health New Orleans School of Medicine about crime on Monday, but yesterday was a day off with all the football games, so we're doing it today. Good morning, Peter. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you, my friend. So what did, a horrendous year. Yeah, did anything Laster. magically change just because the calendar flipped from, uh, you know, some people I think tend to think that there's going to be a massive change in everything because it goes from December 31st to January 1st, when in fact it's really not a lot of different than when it goes from April 30th to May 1st or what have you, right? Right. And, uh, you know, we had our first murder, possibly too, uh, you know, already this year, so nothing magical happened. You know, the key is you have a new interim chief, uh, Michelle Woodford. And hopefully they're going to come up with a solution. You know, one of the ironies of the uh, press releases from the city was, hey, it's December. We're coming up with a plan. You know, we, we've had coming uh, up with 12 a plan. months. Right. Yeah. And we, we've had 12 months of mayhem. And, you know, and all of us have been asking, okay, where is the plan? What is the plan? Why would it work? When is it going to be implemented? And now in December, hey, we got a plan. And that's, uh, you know, you know. hopefully I'm misreading it, but I think we need a new intensity, creativity, thinking out of the box, some way to solve this, because you can't go too many years with 280 murders. And uh, that's uh, the MCC estimate of what we have. And um, it's grim. Another interstate, interstate shooting on Monday night. You can go to WWL.com, find out more about that. Is that a nationwide trend, Peter, or is that something just specific to New Orleans? Well, uh, I have some great students, medical residents, who are studying this. And, and really there are six, seven cities which where this is a, an intense problem. Uh, Seattle, San Francisco, there are a bunch of cities that have it, but not all. But 30, we've had 30 uh, interstate shootings so far. And uh, really to understand, are these assassinations? Are they road rage? What are they? Uh, and how do you get a hold of it? The problem with the press uh, manpower situation, uh, personnel situation for NLPD you know, to really pay attention to that may require resources that we don't have. And that's true of a number of shooting and murder events. We're under-resourced. So NLPD has no idea whether it's um, road rage, whether it's payback, whether it's a chase that turns uh, leans uh, to the interstate and then traffic slows, somebody gets plugged. They don't know that yet, or they have not told the public that yet. Well, I'm sure there's some confidentiality aspects to it. 
But, um, you know, I think with the new administration, I think that, you know, people will demand, uh, you know, greater attention to this problem and resources. And I think that they may have to look for federal help for this kind of crime. But uh, it, it's, uh, you know, 30, 30 uh, interstate shootings is a lot of, of, of shootings, and people are afraid. And, and this kind of pattern, which is occurs, you know, in unpredicted areas, uh, predictable areas, you know, it spurs fear like nothing else. I'm going to visit grandma or go shopping at Lowe's, and I get shot at. It makes, you know, it... it violates all sense of order we'd like to have. We're going to take a break here, Peter. Well, you said something just now about um, new administration, and that brings us to the interim police chief, and, and do we have a new administration or not? And I don't know if you and I have discussed this or not, but I think in any uh, organizational setting, when somebody is brought in on a, uh, an interim basis, it's hard to get buy-in from the people that are there because, first of all, you don't know if they're going to be the boss or it's somebody they're competing against or it's going to be somebody from outside. And I'm not talking about law enforcement, broadcasting, uh, grocery store chains, whatever it is. I'm sure it's the same thing. So if you have an interim regional manager or an interim boss, there's really no loyalty there. There's really no commitment there because you don't know if the boss is going to be there permanently or not. You don't know if you want to be there whenever the new boss comes in or not. So I don't know if we're under a new administration or we're merely treading water. And if we are treading water, what happens in the interim until the mayor or whomever decides to conduct a real search and find the new NOPD superintendent? If you have any questions, the Oakland Heart Jeweler Talk and Text Line is open at 504-260-1870. And I'll pass them along to Peter Scharf when they come back. Right now, when we come back, rather, right now it's time for traffic on WWL. 825, Tommy Tucker, WWL. Peter Scharf is our guest as we take a deep dive into crime as we do normally every Monday morning, but we weren't here yesterday, so we're doing it today. Peter's an adjunct professor, criminologist at LSU Health New Orleans School of Medicine, Dr. Peter Scharf. Peter, um, you know, I was talking to Jordan. Uh, we're all back full staff this week with the new year, and uh, the week between Christmas and New Year's is a tough year to do business for anybody because it's you know, some people are out, some people are in, and it's almost like an interim week in life. And that brings me to the interim superintendent, um, Woodfork, for NOPD. And you said the administration and releasing a plan. But how much of a plan can the administration have with an interim police chief? And what does that say about buy-in when no matter what business you're in, if somebody's interim, they're not going to get the full support of the staff. I can promise you that. Right, you know, and uh, in another department, it was at Metropolitan Police in D.C., somebody called the interim staff, they called them the summer help. Mm. And they came, this guy came over to me and said, hey, Peter, don't worry, the summer help will go home soon. Mm -hmm. And that's, as you indicated, is kind of the tone. And and that's where uh, Ms. Woodfuck, Chief Woodfuck, has uh, a very difficult task to get credibility like this is for real and uh and then the i think the mayor has to come behind and say that uh you know these are uh, enduring uh in, innovations if they if they are there are two kinds of leadership i think they're transitional leadership 
we have to fill a spot. And I think what we need is transformational leadership where we transform a broken system uh, to become more effective. And it was, I think, the results of the year, uh, 280 murders up from 119 two years of three years before, that's ridiculous. It means that there's a total makeover required. And that's, I, I, I worry. It's NOPD, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and the issue of, you know, how with an interim status can you do that? And Ms. Woodfuck, Chief Woodfuck says she wants to be considered going forward. But, you know, do you know, can you pick somebody whose experience is in a system that's not real effective uh, as the long-term solution? You know, we, you go back to when Pennington came and they reduced in five years, they reduced the murder rate by uh, 72%. And they went from 424 murders to 159 in, in two, uh, 1994 to 1999, uh, 159. That's a huge drop. So you need some system change that can produce a, a major result. Or as you've told me before, we're going to be here forever talking about murder. Well, and, and even uh, – go ahead, Peter. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Please No, continue. go ahead. No, I know. Please, you go ahead. No, I was just going to say that you talk about the administration and a plan. We talk about um, the calendar not magically changing from 2022 to 2023, that being any different from changing to June or July or, or, or February to March or what have you. So it seems like – when we come back, you can answer this. I don't know how in the short term, until this surge is conducted and a new superintendent is put in place, and the rank and file and even the ranking officers react to that with the bonus date coming up in March. I don't know I don't know how we can even say that we're gonna make any advances on this, how we're not just treading in crime water, if you will and trying to keep our head up, and this is going to be the situation for a long while, even after whomever comes in um, creates whatever plan and institutes whatever plan they have, and if that's um, effective. But we haven't even gotten to that point yet of, of creating the plan and seeing if it's effective yet. So I just don't see how anything's going to change between now and March, and if a lot of officers decide to leave in March when those bonuses hit, then we're really in trouble. 8.30 more when we return. Time now for WWL First News. For that, we go to Ian Ozan. 8.44, 16 before 9, Tuesday, January 3rd, 2023. Happy New Year, everybody. Thanks for getting it started with us here on WWL. I'm Tommy Tucker. Peter Scharf is our guest. Dr. Peter Scharf, adjunct professor and criminologist at LSU Health New Orleans School of Medicine. Peter, let me hit you with this text, okay? Somebody listening, and they said, to keep comparing when Pennington was here to current conditions is not comparable. First, crime trends changed across the nation during that time. Also, proactive patrolling was an acceptable practice. Now, constitutional stop and frisk has been considered by radical groups and politicians as racist and discriminatory. In the last two years, police officers are not doing stops because of the circumstances that occur from these stops. And, of course, our good friend Ronald Surpass, whom we'll talk to tomorrow, has confirmed that 
the police are doing just a, a fraction of the stops they were doing before. Well, okay, ready? Yep. All right, there's, uh, there's one factoid missing. Okay. That murder rates all around the country have gone down. In fact, the latest report is they've gone down uh, in, in this year. We're going in the opposite direction, and that's what really bothers me. This whole thing reminds if this were Pearl Harbor and we lost seven battleships and people reacted the same way, we'd all be speaking Japanese. Uh, the uh, you know the the absence of shock and the absence in the, within the administration of acknowledging that huge errors were made and we need to do something pretty radical to turn this around. We need uh, something uh, like the initiatives during the depression um, to, to turn this around. If we don't do something right now. Uh, 2023 is going to be like 2022 or worse. So we have time. With that being said, going to what I said before the break, with an interim police chief, with the rank and file of the or the patrol officers, I don't know if they're going to, you know, uh, somebody used the phrase, whenever that happens in management, we retreat to our own silos and we look at protecting us first, right, and then. Uh, ourselves first and our jobs, then we see what's going on with the um, situation and, and are we going to like the new person? Are we not? Are we going to stay? Are we going to leave? Um, do we have a choice of staying or leaving? The, all of that is still up in the air and will be for quite some time, will it not, Peter? So I don't I don't see how, going to your Pearl Harbor analogy, how it's like we're not, we're not even manning the radar or sending up any countermeasures or anything else. We're, we're just kind of letting it happen, right? Yeah, there's a concept of psychology I love, learned helplessness. You know, that's where the reaction to the statistics, which were astronomically awful, uh, was within the political circles. Okay, we have 280 murders. Uh, two, three years ago, we had 119. Well, business as usual, kind of. We're going to hire some more people. There's no sense that our business model needs to change, and that's what scares me. It isn't the adversity um, or the uh, crime trends, really. We've got to change what we're doing. We've got to focus on prevention and intervention. We need to probably retrain uh, much of the force, um, and we need to get encouraged through a national search an outstanding change agent, somebody who knows how to change, understands policing, and more importantly, knows how to change a police culture and move the paradigm, move from an arrest focus to uh, intervention uh, and prevention focus. How do we do that? Uh, you know, and again, it's going to take a certain intensity on the part of the administration to initiate uh, a post-shock proactive reaction and a recognition of the depth of trouble we're in. We're number one in murder. And people say, oh, well, other other cities have in the, uh, slightly up murder rates. We are alone in the uh, movement. Five years ago, we were number five. Uh, in, in 2019, we were 13th. 
now we're number one by ourselves. Now, uh, if that doesn't get a shock out of the administration, I don't know what will. Uh, and, um, you know, I pray Michelle does a great job. Again, being an interim is a very difficult job, as you said. And I think we need to bring in the best leader in the in the country to come in. One of the problems is the top talent. And I, I've spoken to a bunch of chiefs in the last couple of weeks, and they may not want to come. You know, what chiefs hate is political leadership. Uh, you know, politically driven leadership. And they they love places that will give the chief the autonomy to do a turnaround. We need a turnaround. We need a Pennington. They don't get it. I'm not sure what's going to happen. McDonald's left. Remember two years ago, three years ago, oh, yeah. you and I were talking about the chicken place mm-hmm. uh, off Carondelet. And we were worried. We were worried. Now, you, you Starbucks and McDonald's. For people that don't, McDonald's is closing their store on Canal Street, in case you didn't see this. And they'd been there. That's a two-story one, right? Right, Peter? It's been there for a long time? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And this is an institution, you know, the Arches. You know, and you can't keep McDonald's going in a downtown area. You're in trouble. We're in trouble. And we we uh, we you know we we need an extremely proactive mayoral administration, and 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 part of that is finding, and of course Michelle Woodfolk will compete. I understand, uh, but in the country, do a national search. The other thing is, there's a problem with internal hires. They have cousins and friends, right? And how do you get, you know, around loyalty to the people you worked with, loyalty to the culture? And do you need somebody from the outside, uh, you know, a uh, Pennington or in a way a surface, though he had been here before, but he came from Nashville, uh, you know, to uh, initiate a, a serious change process? And, and that's what's up for grabs. Peter, uh, you know, the city of Port. but you also have a mayor that, in a way, is complicit in all of that. So I, I, if you look at Officer Vappi and the overtime, and if the mayor's complicit, she would have to be, call, be hiring a police chief that would go against the way she's acted so far. And I don't see that happening. Do you? Well, that's that's why we're in the trouble we're in. I think that, you know, the incestuous leadership is is a huge problem. And you have, uh, you need to get outside, you need some objectivity analysis and force of character uh, uh, to do a turnaround. We need a radical turnaround or else I'm going to be on your show forever. Uh, and, you know, we, we, we got to get past where we're at now. And, and incremental solutions are not going to cut it. Thank you. I appreciate your time, Peter. I really do. I think you told it like it is. And we better get our heads out of whatever or just do what we need to do because it's not going to end well if not. And nothing's going to change from 22 from 22 to 23 with the murders is just going to keep on happening, maybe get worse. Thank you, sir. Dr. Peter Scharf, adjunct professor, criminologist at LSU New Orleans, uh, LSU Health New Orleans School of Medicine, 852 and a half. Here now, traffic.